Hi everyone. If you like what you've been hearing, please consider subscribing to the Patreon at patreon.com backslash Hegelbon. That's H-E-G-E-L-B-O-N. The Patreon's really the lifeblood of the podcast. It lets me dedicate the time that I need to play the games, to talk to our guests, to really set everything up and, and make everything as sharp as it is. Um, without it, uh, no cartridge really wouldn't exist the way it does today. If you don't like monthly pledges, I totally get it. Uh, there's also paypal.me backslash Hagelbon, and we can try and figure something out there. Or you can email me at nocartridgeaudio at gmail.com. Uh, I'd love to hear from you, and I will try and answer your emails as quickly as I can. Thanks so much for your support, and enjoy the show. Hagelbon on Twitter, and I have with me uh, a, a friend of mine for a while, and also, um, you know, more and more, I would say, people are talking about how you are a uh, an internet celebrity. Um, <laughs> more, more and more, um, my friend Charles. Tell my son at you, Garls. Uh, you, you all, you all know the name. So, uh, uh, welcome, welcome to the show. Thanks, thanks. Happy to be here. Thanks for having me, Trev. Um, you've never done a podcast before, right? That's uh... no, no. It's very scary. <laughs> um, well, you're—I mean, you're coming here to actually talk to me about one of the least uh, self-involved things you can do, which is uh, a game with your kids. Um, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, or yeah, or not really. I mean, I'm—I'm I'm really a passive observer. I've uh, like—he wants me to play more. Mm-hmm. He's my kid is uh, my kid is ten. Uh, and he would like me to play more, but I, uh, I like to play video games a lot when I was younger. And now, like, I feel like the learning curve is too steep. And I just, uh, I don't enjoy it that much. So like, uh, what games did you play when you were younger? Uh, the classic arcade stuff, cause I'm old as hell. And so like Like Gallagher and stuff. Yeah. You know, like the big cabinet games, like not Pong. But, well, no, you're not but, that uh, old. <laughs> not that old. I mean, look, the Pong was still in arcades sometimes when I was a kid. But no, like I played the Space Invader stuff. I remember really liking the gra- like the graphics of Dragon's Lair were super cool. They're even still though, really cool though. The, like, yeah, the, yeah, yeah. Even I mean, though the gameplay I thought was really terrible, it mm-hmm. was like like carnival level timing mm-hmm. and then a lot of guesswork and tons of quarters. But I really sort of liked that. And I like the art Defender. was so fun. Yeah. What? The art you was know. so good at Dragon's Lair. Yeah, it was a great, and it was really funny and intentionally. So like that, all of that was, it was interesting narratively, you know, even though I never really figured out like how to follow the story in a way. <laughs> sure. You know, like, I mean, it was the sort of thing when I, I would read, like, the, you know, the the 
gaming magazines and stuff with those things and they would have you know kind of proto walkthroughs hmm. or whatever but i sure. still was like ah it's you know <laughs> like there were too many strands it was like a choose your own adventure book read that you're reading from the front to the back instead yeah. of following the pay, the instructions well and that that like that that really reminds me of like the way that that those games sort of used to be if you think about like those old um like like not not um not well dragon stars is a really good example but um like king's quest was the same way um, where it was just like the stuff you had to do it was just like so baroque and strange <laughs> that it's like I yeah. don't know this is this is not I can't follow this at all <laughs> yeah yeah but it was a lot of fun and I had like the games that I had at home I had the like the Atari 800 or something okay. <laughs> or the Atari 2600 I guess the 800 was more computer like and then the cartridge games was the 2600 or something okay but you were like you were like a score hound you basically like you you did high scores and stuff which is like definitely not what games are now (laughs) right right exactly uh so your Um, kid is your kid a big Fortnite guy just like every every kid in the entire world he is we we got him we got him uh PS4 with one game for his birthday this summer. And what game was it? Fortnite. You got it. You got to tell. Fortnite. Yeah, Fortnite. Wait, but Fortnite's free. No, 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 no. But we bought we bought the system and got, oh, and the, oh, the one game. Know, okay, okay. You know, um, that's a, we that's bought a, the that's system so he can play move. the one game. That's a lucky parent move. That like the one game because that was always the thing. Like, oh, we get a video game system plus the one game. I think it's like the classic present. Um, and it's cool that the game that they all want is free. Well, right, <laughs> except that it's not free. No, uh, by no means because, is it fully free. You know, like it's 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 free, like the first the first rock on the playground from the dealer. It's free, um, you know, because he's you know right now his current obsession is the Leviathan skin, and you know that was just sort of drama because I was out of the house and like my he his communication with my wife was unclear like he's like this is going to expire and she's like expire because she's never really looked at the online store and by the time I got home it was well and truly gone (laughs) it's funny to like I mean I totally get where your wife's coming from because like it's it it doesn't sound like a it doesn't sound like a model that would work to be like, okay, we're going to put out the successful stuff and actually we're just going to like stop putting it out after a while. Right. It's the Disney vault. Yeah. Right. <laughs> and so, and so since she hadn't really familiarized herself with the parental controls and how you can allow a kid's account to buy stuff on a budget. Right. Like, I don't even know if you're familiar with that because your kids are too young. I mean, I, I didn't I don't know how to use that or anything like that. But I certainly know like so I, I know that you can do that in data plans and stuff. And I know that's like kind of a right. thing. It's now. the same sort of thing. And so, like, eventually when you are cursed with this part of your parenthood, <laughs> you'll have to open up an account uh, for the girls and you'll have to there are just settings for how much they can spend a month. You know, your credit card's connected to the account, but they can't go bananas because you've limited the amount that they can spend in a month until they figure out your password. And And so, (laughs) 
<laughs> and so, but like I had done all of that setup, and since since it seemed like I was going to be home early enough. And then I didn't get home until like nine o'clock or whatever. And it's gone from the store at eight. Like it doesn't even leave the store at a normal time. Yeah, that is brutal. Like the, It's just the, like in the in the middle of dessert, it ends. I mean, my, my goodness. That's like, that's that's basically like the equivalent of saying like, oh, yeah, you know, like we'll uh, we'll head to the store and buy that game for you. And then they're like, oh, sorry, Toys R Us closes at 7.52. Right. Excuse me. <laughs> yes. Right. You're just banging on the door and they're like, oh, and by the way, we're closed for the summer. <laughs> we'll never open again. Uh, <laughs> sorry about that. Toys R Us only appears once every hundred years. <laughs> it's it's like it's a Brigadoon skin. <laughs> and so and so that's that's and so he freaked out because you know, he's like, he, you know, there are certain things like wasting money on skins that we're like, you actually have to spend your own money on. Well, yeah, I mean, I get right? that. Like we, we pay for, you know, 99 point lots of nines percent of your life, but you've got to, if you want this thing, which is like purely aesthetic, and it's not your birthday. And it, may, it may be truly the dumbest thing we've asked you to. You've asked us to buy of all time. Yeah, you've got to. You've got to prove that you want it, right? right? Like you know, you're not a kid who wants for much, and so I mean, you want for a lot, but it's not sincere. Uh, <laughs> well, wanting something and wanting something. Yeah. yeah, right. Um, and so. You know, there you go. You have to pay. And so he did, like, to his credit. He's like, yes, I want to pay $20 for this skin. But then, like, we couldn't figure out how to do it. And so we just have to figure out, like, I've got, like, a team of people online who are all uh, going to tweet at me <laughs> when <laughs> Leviathan is available again. It's brutal. Like, so I, I, I remember, like, actually, when you mentioned it, I was like, oh, no, it can't be gone, like, forever. And I, I was like, but, I mean, maybe. And I went to the, I went to the, um, I went to the one website where it's like, oh, yeah, we, you know, the website basically promises, you know, we, we are in a like an emporium all, repository of all uh Fortnite skins yeah <laughs> they were just like they were like oh yeah it's still there and i was like oh yeah it's still there and then it was like well, no no it's not yeah they yeah, just hadn't sucks. updated it at eight o'clock right i mean i saw the same site but they say that it's appeared in the store like three or four times and so yeah it, like it, it, it may be back. a couple of months which as far as he's concerned because he's 10 is yeah. you know like geologic time? Yeah, may as well may as well literally uh, not ever occur. Right. Yeah. Right. So I mean, how does this like? I guess one of the things I'd ask about about gaming with a kid then is like, what is what is like? I don't know how to say this. Like, what is what is that like constant um, marketplace? Uh, how does that change things for you as a parent? Because like I know like when I was a kid. It definitely was like it wasn't like this is a brand new thing, you know. Scarcity is is one way that video games have always sold, um, and like I, there would be there would be RPGs I'd want that would get like limited releases in the states, and so um, you know we ha would have to call every toy store and go pick up like you know go to rush out to Montgomeryville. Uh, oh, sorry, that's like around me, like the mall. Um, 
to make sure that we would get this thing like and and you know the 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 risk of of being the one who got there like just after it sold was huge um, yeah i but like that's I mean, different from, now it's almost constant, i guess right? yeah i guess though it doesn't i mean it just and this isn't like it's just sort of because we have been intentionally limiting of like screens and games and that kind of thing, which is mostly uh, a credit to my wife because I think inertia and passivity would have I, led me another way. I was going to say um, actually that like my my kids get limited screen time and uh, that is one hundred percent thanks to my wife. <laughs> yeah, and I mean, but the result of it is he kind of has lowered expectations for what he'll get. The, the downside is that every precious second of screen time is all the more valuable <laughs> to him psychologically. <laughs> and so... Well, yeah, uh, I mean, that makes it's, sense. That can be rough. But the... I mean, to me, like, the parallel is, you know, he's got this one system in the one game. We had a Wii U, and we didn't really like it. He liked Mario Kart, but not much else, and I really wasn't willing to spend for him to soup up his car. So he, like, maxed out on what he really liked in that. But yeah, sure. The, But the um, he plays all these games at his friend's houses. House. Oh, well, yeah. That's, like, I mean, that's just the classic thing, right? And so the, the parallel for me was I my parents didn't have cable when I was a kid. Okay, right? yeah, we sure. Just, we were just really late adopters of getting cable and, you know, and so I would watch some stuff at my friend's house that I couldn't watch at home. We just had sort of the classic rabbit ears set up. Uh, and I think a roof antenna. Well, and that know. was like that and in New York, you got like six or seven channels, which as these things go, wasn't terrible. Well, yeah, I remember um, living, living in Brooklyn. I would just, I, I didn't get cable, but I, I just plugged my, I plugged the cable into my TV, like just like, you know, passively. Uh -huh. And it picked up like 15 channels. And I remember calling yeah. my dad and being like, this is crazy. He's like, oh yeah, that, that happens in the city. <laughs> it's just, yeah. You know, I was like, I think I'm getting free TV. He's like, oh, everyone gets that. It's just, they can't control it. That's yeah. that's cool. Yeah, I mean, I think it's just they don't scramble it because it's free anyway. So right, yeah, like it's not worth the extra hurdle. But the but yeah, so that so that's him. You know, he goes to his friend's house and he gets to play all this stuff. Like we plugged in Fortnite, and he was already conversant in all sorts of stuff. Like he had played much more at other people's houses than I had any reason to expect. And it was, you know, it was kind of funny that he just sort of hit the ground running like that. I was glad, like, cause it, like it, the learning curve could have been frustrating, and he especially would have been like particularly whiny to fail in front of me. Mm -hmm, like sure. it, it would have been kind of frustrating for him. But because he went through that at other people's houses. He actually got to shoot people in front of me, and so he was pretty happy about that. Oh, very <laughs> nice. Well, I mean, Fortnite has a really weird learning curve too. Like i i played I played a lot of um, like PlayerUnknown's Battleground before I played. Yeah. Not not like a ton, not as much as some people, but like I I had played that before I played Fortnite. And the basic idea yeah. is the same. Like the the it's the battle royale. You get dropped on the island, and you know you have to kill or be killed, and that's the whole point of the game. 
Um, but uh, PUBG is much more like realistic. Like it comes from a particular engine, the Arma engine that's usually you know used to. Arma is an Arma is like a just a uh, game, but people mod it and like basically make their own you know versions of armies and stuff like that. It's an incredibly right. like, detailed modding system, and so like that's what PUBG is like. It's like fairly detailed. It has its you know glitches and problems, but just like anything. Um, but the glitches and problems come within realism, not within cartoony stuff. Right. I mean, that's why we that's why we chose Fortnite, and that's why everyone's PUBG. choosing Fortnite. It, it turned out to be a very smart idea. From a marketing yeah. standpoint. <laughs> yeah. I mean, look, we had to, though it's funny, even with the sort of less realistic violence of uh, of Fortnite, it's like it's less realistic, but you're still shooting someone in the face with a, with with a, gun, a fairly a realistic gun, yeah. looking gun. And, and like in the squads mode, you you know someone gets shot and they start crawling around desperately. Yep, you gotta. Yeah, it's you like, gotta. It's like a really them. funny visual for the cartoonish version. Mm-hmm. Yeah, um, I mean, all that stuff is in is in Player Unknown Battleground too. And like, part of me is just like, oh, they just like this is this is just PUBG, but it's not because it's like it's also you have to jump around and you have to play it sort of like you would a cartoony game, but you also uh-huh. can't forget that it's. A shooter and you need to use tactics and it just like it scrambles every part of my brain i can't i cannot for i can't like i i just can't play fortnite i'm i like it when i play it it's actually pretty fun to play but i i'm terrible at it like truly truly yeah. awful at it oh um, i was i was telling someone else like hey i don't you may think you're awful at it i do okay? <laughs> and there may be a scale of awfulness on which you rank as awful <laughs> but you have no idea what awful is because the first time I played, I literally couldn't get the motion mechanics down <laughs> with the controller. Because it's, the, like it's, the, every it's, the two, time, it's the two axis uh, thing. Right? Yeah. One controls them. Uh, the, I remember my first the time. direction of where you're looking mm-hmm. and the other controls the direction of your motion. And so every time I would try to run – I was giving myself a perv's eye view of my <laughs> my own player's ass. And, like, my son actually gave, had given me the control. He's like, Dad, you try, you try. And he was, like, having nice a seizure because he was laughing so hard every time I ended up looking up my own butthole. Oh, man. And, you know, and so I just got shot. And then one night I... Uh, I just accidentally started like I just he was asleep and I decided that I would try to figure it out a little better. And I, you know, I signed in to play duos and like I feel bad for the other kid because. Oh, yeah. The duo, that other kid was dead hard. before I hit the ground. Like he's talking about how he's going to be doing all kinds of headshots. And then he was dead before he before I hit the ground and I was dead before I had harvested more than like, like a cord of wood. (laughs) I mean, it really is like, I think the game, the game works in a way that makes, that's like a very sort of like funny metaphor for dads hanging out with sons, which is like (laughs) the, or not a metaphor, but like it metaphorizes the general way that that goes. Cause like, you know, when I play any of those games, like a, a battle Royale game, I'm like, okay, 
I'm going to I'm going to I'm going to do pretty well this time. I'm going to get into the 30s and the way I'm going to do it is by I'm going to just like hide. Um, right. <laughs> just like not right. not get attacked and not get killed. And every kid is like, "Okay, this time I'm going to jump into the most populous area and uh, I might die or I might win." And like right. that's the meta like to jump in and, and do that, but like I don't I'm just like, "No, the better the better thing to do is be cautious." And then you can get a you can get some outcomes that are slightly right. better than worse. No, like, I just think stop. I just think it's I just think it's really accelerating the process of not becoming a man until you kill your father. Oh, there you go. Yeah, because, that's pretty true. That's it's because very I have <laughs> I have shamed myself in front of my son <laughs> in a fairly uh, grotesque way. Well, that's good. I mean, now uh, you don't have to. Way. Now you don't have to do that thing where. Um, you know, you have to pretend to be good at a sport or something like that. Right. Yeah. Um, I, I say that as someone who would have to truly pretend to be good at any sport. So that's not. Yeah. Um, I'm not trying to do the, uh, you know, the thing where you're Jewish and bad at a sport. I know that you're Jewish, right. but I do not know that you're bad at a sport. I just assume because uh, you're on this podcast bad. with me. Yeah, no, I'm pretty bad. But I mean, look, I'm good enough. I'm I I feel like I was credible as a coach of soccer until they were nine. Okay. And I continue to be a credible baseball coach in a those who can do sort of way. Uh, and <laughs> you know, like I can I can still coach I like I'll still be able to coach him in baseball for another few years. You know, like those are things that I can still do at a level uh where I'm still ahead of him. Well, Which is nice. fun, by the way. Yeah, no, I mean, uh, you want to be ahead of him in some things. No, the, no, I mean coaching your own kid is fun. Oh. Uh, like, you, actually, sincerely fun, even it, though uh, it is also incredibly frustrating because you think that it would mean they respect you, and it's exactly the opposite. Yeah, sure, they think they, they can get away with anything. Yeah, yeah. It's like a real coach's kid syndrome, and I always resented the coach, but now I realize that the coach probably hated it a lot. <laughs> I wonder I wonder if that's true. Like and I guess like this is kind of off topic, but it's an interesting question. Like I wonder if even back in the day in like the classic coaches syndrome uh coaches kid syndrome sort of days where like you know more dads coached cuz they thought their kid was going to make it to the big leagues than now where like people actually kind of know how it works and like no one thinks their kid's going to make it in the big leagues unless they're already playing travel ball. <laughs> right. Um but I wonder I wonder if even then it was like uh man, like, I just, I don't want to hear it from the kid, and then I don't want to hear it from everyone else in the family when I get home. Like, I just, I'll just, I'll let him start at shortstop. Like, I don't care. It doesn't, it's not that yeah, big a deal. I, yeah, I don't know. Like, I feel like in the, I feel like for the real, like, hard-ass go-getter dad coaches who are, like, planning to, like, you know, Todd Marinovich, their kid, into a robo-athlete, or whatever, <laughs> it was always easy because you're living your life as a quasi-general anyway. Sure. But I think if you're doing it just, you know, to spend time with your kid in a way that you both enjoy, the really frustrating part is when they undermine you because that's part of what they love about it. Well, yeah, it's almost it's almost like, and, and this actually does tie back to Fortnite and that, like, the, one of the problems, I guess, with, like, with youth sports that way is you have to you have to spend time with your kid but then also spend it with like a bunch of other people um 
which is like truly Fortnite. Fortnite's a wonderful example, wonderful lesson in the. Um, it's not quite as wonderful as some things like uh, it. Uh, Rainbow Six Siege is a is a really good example of this, where like hell, you know, hell is other people, and and you know, you're you're there with them, and and it is it is just a nightmare. Um, but on the other hand, like I think Fortnite's perfect for this because you can't play Fortnite without playing with other people. Like you can't yeah. play a solo game of Fortnite. <laughs> Right, um, and you know it's not quite as toxic as say something like um, like Counter Strike. It's you know you're not gonna in Fortnite you're not gonna get someone who's like you know N word stomper four twenty or something like that. Uh, yeah, it's weird, and it's and it's also funny because it's a very cabined experience because the mode that we have his stuff set on, like the chat is off, and oh the, smart, <laughs> and, and, yeah, the chat's off and the audio is off and like audio is off yeah the audio is off wow and so not the not the game audio the oh the chat okay yeah yeah yeah, the chat like the people i thought you meant the game audio was i was like no 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 the audio is on obviously you gotta hear the you gotta hear the treasure chests yeah Yeah, that's like, and so, remember the first time I landed, I was like, what is that? What if, what am I hearing? Yeah. And they're like, oh, there's a treasure chest nearby. I was like, that is absolutely bizarre. And now it's just something that I, I live with daily. Uh, yeah, exactly. Knowing that, having that knowledge. <laughs> yep. No, but it like, but he doesn't. And so I wondered how he'd be able to do anything like duos or squads or whatever. But I he already knew. That. He huh. like already knew the ways that they kind of gesture field stuff? signal to each other. Okay. Yeah. Well, yeah, you know, like dropping beacons to land and yeah. Other. I guess I guess kids probably have a good handle on that in general because, like, I mean, that can't be a a truly um, unique problem uh, for a kid. Right. Like, oh, my parents don't let me use chat. I don't think I'd let my kid use chat, and so like you say, right. like, okay, well, we still have to be able to communicate, so we'll come up with some sort of code, some sort of signal. Yeah, and I mean, and I think there are, I think there are times that. You know, like, there are some players who don't want to deal with that. Like, he's had people just sort of quit the game as soon as they realize they couldn't communicate with him, probably. You know, whether it's because of the lack of communication or because they just assume that it's a kid and they'd rather just start a new game or whatever than play with a kid Mm -hmm. as a partner. You know, he's had that happen a few times. So it happens. It doesn't tend to happen a lot because I think at Fortnite, the stakes are low enough that the the partner is probably like, ah, fuck it. I'll just, you know, play out this round. Well, and I mean, the other thing is like stinks. Worst things have happened in my life. Yeah. Like, why do why? Why? I don't know why play Fortnite if you're that worried about playing with someone younger. Because I mean, it's a big part of the player base. Yeah. So do you? Yeah. Do, do you find that you get? Do you find that you get uh, competitive in it too? Do you ever like? Do you get like really into doing well in it, or is it more like you just like watch your son and and enjoy his competitive? Uh, the streak? the latter. Okay. I mean, I bear. I really, honestly, barely play. Can you? you have know? you gotten a kill? No, <laughs> no, it's no. Hard. Like I mean, I've only I've only played maybe a half dozen games. Okay, and okay. I like. I mean, I think the answer is even lamer than that. I'm not even. I don't have any real memory of finding anything more than abandoned excess ammo. Like, <laughs> hey, listen, you have to find that too. It's not like it's, yeah, yeah. But I mean, I didn't have a gun for it. <laughs> 
<laughs> you know, like, I mean, the first time I landed, I landed in like the most desolate, desolate part of the game. And like I finished in the 20s. Yeah, because you, you played the coward's way. That's yeah, but right. it wasn't on purpose. Like I just thought I was landing somewhere and I landed in the middle of absolute nowhere. And so I finished in the 20s and I got killed by the first person I saw still only owning an axe. It's amazing. <laughs> like it was it was so bizarre and it was just it was funny watching the numbers tick down. Uh, yeah, I can imagine. <laughs> Like, and I then I saw someone and I was like, well, there's really not a lot I can do, but Leroy Jenkins this. Right, yeah. Which <laughs> and I mean, I probably they wouldn't shot. understand as a as a reference at this point. Um, yeah. But no, I mean it's it's like what's what's fascinating about all this is like, you know, you think about you think about um I don't know, like you think about the ways that I'm trying to think of a way to say this. Like you think about all the stuff that we picked up while playing video games, right? Like it's not like there wasn't a language to pick up when we were playing them, too, or, like, when we started playing them. Um, there were, you know, shorthands and, and things that you picked up, and, and, you know, you picked up definitely body language and, like, okay, you'd have to move this particular, uh, you know, th this particular way, this particular part of the game to be able to succeed. So, like, you know, you probably were better at any given um, arcade game than any adult you'd ever run into. Um, and now it's not just that, like, you know, your reflexes are gone or that, like, oh, it's, it, you know, the graphics are different. It, like, truly just, like, every time a new game comes out, it truly is a different game, which is kind of yeah. remarkable. Because you think about, like, a game like Fortnite was never around, even in, like, bad graphics-wise. Um, yeah. And this Battle Royale thing is a new thing, and, and now it's just everything. And the next thing that'll come out, we haven't even seen. It's it's just like it's very unlike other uh, genres that way. Yeah, I mean, I, I the I mean, I think that's true. You can also think it's not true. It's okay. It doesn't. I don't <laughs> feel they're all as different. Like there, I mean, there are certain games. The the networking of it feels very different mm -hmm. because that wasn't anything that I grew up with, right? The sure. the whole idea of playing with uh, a new set of people was after like it doesn't seem like super recent, but it's certainly more recent than any of my playing days. And well, so and yeah, I mean that's that's the internet. That's like that's where right. that's where that came right. from, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. And like I just didn't play. I just didn't really play video games very much in a sort of post-internet world. I didn't, like, when I graduated from college, I didn't buy a gaming system right, or sure. whatever. Like, I just sort of, it wasn't my particular thing. And so uh, that all passed, that all kind of passed me by. And, and so it's fascinating to watch. And it's hard to think of it as any other way. And it's very much how he's steeped in it. Right. Like when I when I was deciding what to get, I, I mean, you probably remember I sort of I tweeted out which which system should I buy? And the the overwhelming. I think the overwhelming number of people told me that I would probably prefer to play games with my kid on the switch 
and there were all of these games that people were kind of recommending that would be fun. And I just sort of, after reading everything and thinking about his personality, I was like, I think he just wants to kill people on the PS4. Well, yeah, I remember that conversation because like, you were like, well, what game should I get? What, what system should I get? And I was like, well, with your kid? And I was like, the Switch, definitely. Like, that seems to be what everyone likes. And you're just like, he really likes Fortnite. And I was like, well, if he really likes Fortnite and that's what he wants yeah. to play, then probably get him the PS4. And it's like, yeah. what system will his friends have to play on? And it's it's also interesting to think about the ways that that, like, that question, right? Like, well, what system do my friends have has become like a totally different question. Where like yeah. before it was like, okay, what system do, do my friends have? Um, and the answer, the answer always is like, well... Um, you know, it's this one, and uh, this is important because now you can you can share the games with them. Like you can right. you can play the same games that your friends are playing. Um, and uh, now it's like, okay, which which systems are my uh, do my friends have? I need to know this so literally, like I can do the equivalent of going to their house. Right, exactly. I find it very frustrating, actually. And I mean, it's obviously by design, and I'm not. I have no idea whether it's a good financial decision uh, for Sony. Or it seems to but be the idea that <laughs> the idea that they lock themselves off from the rest of the systems and PS4 players can only play each other. I'm no, sure it, is working out well for them, but it's sort of maddening. It can be a game me. by game thing. Like sometimes, sometimes it's, oh, it's really? local, but sometimes it's not. Right? Like it really does kind of end up. Which is the weird thing for me, too, because, like, it's not a truly technical limitation. Um, it's not like they're saying, like, well, we, we, can't, we can't speak to Xbox players, or we can't speak to Switch players. It's impossible. Like, it's actually possible. Um, yeah, no, I in know. In some cases. In some cases, it's not, and it's just very strange. Yep. I mean, look, they're the ones counting the cash, so... Yeah, I mean... They, uh, must, they must have some... I mean, look, they... We ended up getting a PS4, <laughs> so and you keep you end up keep buying uh, you're buying a bunch of uh, clothes for your son's guys or exactly <laughs> exactly though I'm again I that I am not doing he's willing to spend he's, that I he am is, putting he my is money, in fact doing that yes I am putting my money into his Magic the Gathering experiences. <laughs> I mean, because why not? That we mostly that's pay. that's that we mostly pay for. That's where that's where the uh, I mean that's where he'll find his his future wife. Um. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Uh, the, at the place he plays, that is a uh, vanishingly small. Oh, I. Uh, it's un. It's true. There are other games, but it doesn't seem. It seems like there are there are like. It seems like there are maybe. It's like a nine to one ratio of of men to women, though it's a very though it's not a very hetero place. Oh, actually. isn't it? Well, that's kind of nice. No, no, it's not. It's like it's very, very open. Huh. Uh, you know, but it is still overwhelmingly male. Yeah, sure. I mean, the I remember I went to the the comic shop I used to go to uh, changed hands a couple of times, but the one guy who who uh, ended up owning the place. Um, was a guy that I, I, he had worked there a long time. He was a buddy of mine. By the time he got the place, like I had been a customer so long that we basically sort of like, you know, he would give me sales and we were just kind of just like friends. Mm -hmm. um, and uh, James, the the guy who owned it, was like, he was very, very committed to uh, making it like an inclusive place, which was fantastic. Um, but one of the ways, one of the things that was really hard for him in doing that was like, 
basically getting teenage boys to calm down. <laughs> basically, uh-huh. like, like you know, like teenage boys would be like cursing and saying all sorts of stuff, and there'd be some like mom with her kid in the store, and he's like, "Guys, shut up!" Like <laughs> these people yeah. are just like they they could be here too. Or like they just say dumb stuff around around like the few women in the store, and you'd be like, "Oh man, like come on, stop it, just give it a rest." Yeah, I mean, shout out to Brooklyn strategists. the The people who go seem really to have, and maybe it changes because we're not there for like the late night tournaments, right? Mm, like the one he he yeah, does those- he he does a draft on Fridays at like four, and so the the four o'clock draft. Has um like is mostly like teens and younger, okay. Though not all, and the draft that starts at seven thirty, like trends a lot older with like the youngest people. I being, can imagine, yeah. You know, like sixteen, seventeen, and allowed to stay out a little later, <laughs> and and so maybe it gets weirder later. But I think the the culture of the place is very understanding of the fact that there are a lot of kids there early. And like I said, it's a very, it feels like a very welcoming space for, you know, non-binary and gay people coming into play. And so it's, I think, great, especially, uh, especially f- as a, and this is not to sort of turn people into just sort of characters where my son is the protagonist of life, but I think it's a he doesn't get that same kind of cultural exposure in too much else of his life, and so I'm glad that that is happening there because I don't want like it seems he reacts to it as if it's exactly as normal as it is. Mm. And like, I I don't know that I would have been that way as a kid because this, you know, it didn't seem as mainstream. Well, yeah, no, that's a huge deal. I I remember, you know, one of the reasons that I was able to, to get a handle on there being, you know, gay people in the world was because I knew some gay people from, from meeting. Like that, or from Quaker meeting. So, like, that was, like, that was, I, I just realized no one's going to know what I mean by meeting. Like, I was just some kid who had an executive board or something like that. Um, <laughs> I do not know what you mean. Yeah, no, it's, it's, I, I, went to, I went to Quaker meeting. Uh, I, was, I, I, I grew up Quaker. Um, okay. Uh, which, I mean, it sounds like I'm, like, in a horse and buggy. But what, what it is, actually, is just a bunch of hippies who uh, uh, just, like, found, found the, the, the grooviest religion. Um, but... <laughs> But um, but yeah, like I mean, that was that was my experience. Like I, I definitely learned to accept gay people, bec- not accept gay people, but just like not even think of it as a weird thing because I met them early, right? Like right. Th- that was, and I, it's it's you know it's it's lame and bougie, and of course, like I get it, I totally get why people find that to be kind of cringy. And and you you bring up a good point about like not making your son the the protagonist of the world because that's the other problem. But it it works too, <laughs> like. Yeah. Uh, yeah. I mean, like everyone, everyone sort of is, right? You can't, it's, you don't want to talk about yourself as the protagonist of the world, but that's how you experience life. I mean, you're the protagonist you know? of your world. Otherwise, right. otherwise it's right. kind of a sad place. Otherwise you are Smithers instead of Mr. Burns. <laughs> um, not that you want to be either, but you know, if you had to pick. Um, yeah. 
Well, I mean, that, but that's this is another thing about Fortnite, right? Where like, in fact, like even the character, and I'm, I, don't, I, you know, I haven't actually seen a lot of people talking about this, which surprises me, because I, I was, I would be almost sure that someone, at least some chud somewhere, would be angry about it. But Fortnite's character designs are, are fairly inclusive, like yeah. in terms of of race and gender. Not and like they perfect, force it, but and they well, and they force it. You yeah. don't like for each individual game. You are, I mean, you could have whatever skin you want, but the default is whatever they throw you into. Right. And I remember and seeing that so at first. So you don't like, choose what am I, your, what am you I looking choose at your sex or race. Why, why, hmm? why am I, why didn't I get to pick this? And it's like, oh, it's random. Well, that's kind of nice. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, so what kind of skins does your son like? Like, does he, and, and also I wanted to ask this and I don't want to forget to ask this. Why does he like them? Not like, I mean, and I know like kids, you don't have to. I, I couldn't tell you why my daughter likes like weird plastic gugas or whatever, but like I, I can I, give you, I can I'm give you her account anyway. Before Leviathan, he bought two. Okay, uh, one was I think Huntress, or maybe he got them as he leveled up. I'm not sure. You get him. You get him the season pass. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. I mean that makes yeah. sense. Just so we, I mean, otherwise he's just gonna. Although I don't know, like I don't know. I think I think he had to. I'm not sure. We may have made him pay for the battle pass too, but the um, but he got the huntress skin and another one, and the other one I think was might have been male, or you know, male. Was it like the John Wick skin or something? I, I couldn't, really. I wouldn't, I don't remember. And the reason I don't remember is because he always plays as Huntress because he decided that that skin is cooler in a kind of ineffable 10-year-old definition of cool that I wouldn't even bother to define. <laughs> he just decided it was so. The 10-year-old and version the, of cool is so much more, so much less intimidating than the um, teenage version of cool. <laughs> Where like the teenage version of cool has like an has like an air of judgment around it, and the ten year old version yeah. is is almost almost uh, self reflexively and understandingly um, completely random. Well, yeah, I think it is random, but let me be clear: there is a lot of judgment behind it. Well, no, but it's um, not a system of judgment; it's a pure judgment. It's like, well, oh, this is well, cool and this yeah, isn't cool, think... and you're like, well, why do you think that? And it's like, well, I it doesn't really matter, right? Whereas with the right. teen, it's like, well, because you're old. <laughs> yeah, that's, right. Exactly. They know how to make um, the texts. They know how to make the subtext text. But he, <laughs> but he likes, but he likes the Huntress skin, and at the same time, he really, really, really likes the Leviathan skin. Like there's <laughs> something that he finds very cool about the fishbowl. Uh, Has he been talking about it since he missed out? No, he he'll bring it though. He'll bring it up like he'll be like, did it come back? Did you check? Because like he doesn't get enough screen time to even really like turn it on every day because it takes uh, like five minutes to load. And so I'm just like, it hasn't. People will tell me, don't worry. That's um, pretty smart. But he doesn't do it every day. Any, like he did it for like three or four days in a row. And, you know, it's like <laughs> we both know it's not coming back for a couple of weeks. But I think at some level he knows it, but he also, make, also has to make sure it's top of mind for me. Right, yeah, because he doesn't, he doesn't want you to forget. Like in, in his yeah. mind, it's sort of like it's like when uh, – I'm trying to think of a good analogy in my life. Like it would be like when, you know, I thought something was super important and uh, my parents were like – thinking about work or maybe on the off chance they were having a leisure day were thinking about like 
huh, I wonder who's winning the game or whatever. Like, and I was like, why aren't you guys worried about is, you know, Electronics Boutique bringing in the next batch of Super Nintendos? Like, why aren't you worried about that? <laughs> you know, like, um, so I get it. I totally get where he's coming from. Um, yeah. Does he feel like it, does he... Does it really impact his game that much? Like, does he does he feel like it's it's a totally no. different game? I mean, obviously, no. like skill wise, it doesn't affect it at all. No, he no no he knows that. Okay, he knows that it doesn't. But it was just the kind of thing where he kind of committed himself to it mentally, you know, hmm. and then it showed up in the store again, and then he's like, I do actually want to spend my own money, and then series of pratfalls. Well, yeah, of course. And so <laughs> and so the series of pratfalls are a crisis condition for a 10-year-old because there's no stepping back from the situation and, you know, having perspective that comes a lot later if ever. And so and so listen, we, we was, all have a lot of a rough 24 hours. I've definitely talked to you during uh, bad Saints games and you've definitely talked to me during bad Eagles games. And one mm-hmm. thing I can tell you is that both of us kept our head the whole time. Yes. Yes. <laughs> I know like with with certainty, like there is one time in my life where I know that had a camera phone been pointed at me that I would have been a meme and it is when Stefan Diggs landed in the playoffs last year Uh, and saw that Marcus Williams had wiped out uh, Ken Crawley and there was no one between him and the end zone and I let out like a blood curdling scream in that bar (laughs) And, I can only imagine. Uh, and I mean, I just, I can just see, uh, you know, just like a YouTube video with like three million hits titled Fat Guy Loses Mind at Football Game. <laughs> <laughs> and, and I was like, yep, I'd click that. At least, at least like, because I was worried you were going to admit to like having a moment that would have ruined your career, like that racist, no. like, that lawyer who... Uh, who yeah, was yeah. Racist. No, and I was like, no, Charles like isn't going to do this, is he? Oh. No, no, funny meme, not yeah. fire this guy. <laughs> uh. Let, let's cancel Charles. Um, yeah. No, but like the, I mean, the, I guess like one of the, yeah, I mean, like that is one of those sports losses that I feel like I've, I've, you know, put my time in as a, as a, as a, as an Eagles fan and definitely like as a Philadelphia fan, like there's, you know, not a ton of success. Uh, and it was fun to have them win the Super Bowl, et cetera, et cetera. But like, I feel like those truly heartbreaking losses, like we really, there aren't any that I can think of off the top of my mind that just like stand out, you know? Um, whereas that sort of loss where it's like, yeah, um, it's just over. Like, and, and you thought you were going to win a second ago and you didn't. It's oh, just I have a, crushing. And I have a I have a bunch of them. Well, the Saints have been I mean, extremely cruel that way, and yeah, I guess I mean the Saints aren't fan. even the Saints has is like up there. But I had I have to dig it out. But I had a tweet of like what I considered my six most crushing losses, and that was up there. But it definitely wasn't number one. I mean. <laughs> You know, I'm a Pirates fan, too. Yeah. And so the 1992 
National League Championship Series, they blew a 2-0 lead in the ninth inning of Game 7. And, you know, and the guy who scored the winning run was a player who until that year when the Pirates caught him loose, had been like, a, he's living, Sid Bream still lives in Pittsburgh. Oh, yeah, think, of course. You know, and so like having him score the winning run just was like a little too on the nose. Well, and it, so that one hurt. Yeah, the ones where it feels like it's scripted are hard. Yeah. Um, but like, again, like I've, you know, I can think of, I'm, I'm thinking like, oh, yeah, that's like, that's like the uh, the 2001 NLDS when the, when the Phillies lost, like uh, against the Cardinals. And and the game seven, they were they were you know they lost with Halliday on the mound and stuff, and it's like wait, it's sort of like that, but really that's that's disappointing, and they didn't score enough runs, and like you know the Cardinals ended up eking it out. It wasn't like losing a two run lead in the ninth, right? Like, but I mean, like that, right? Just like a genuine backbreaker, yeah. You know, and like the one where no one understood because this is just you know, I went to a. I went to Cornell, and we are only good at dumb sports. And one of them is lacrosse. And now I'm blanking on the year, but it was something like 2006. But they had a one-goal lead with 11 seconds left in the championship game and possession – and they just screwed it up in like an insane way. And so Syracuse tied it up with like four seconds left in the game and then won on the first possession of overtime, oh. even though we won the we won possession at the X and then turned it over and lost. And so oh, like it wow. all fell apart insanely quickly. That's unbelievable. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, that that's crushing. Uh, that, like the, the the falling apart quickly, um, and like I, I there have been games where like I've seen that loss coming. I guess the the whole um, and, and we should we should get back to video games in a second because yeah, everyone's yeah. really furious with us right now. But the uh, <laughs> the whole 2014 Eagles season was like that for me, where like the last Andy Reid season, where like every game in the beginning, I think they started three and zero, and I was like, oh great, maybe they'll maybe they'll do something good, and I think they they finished like four and 12. It was so bad. <laughs> and like, every game they lost, or you know, I think maybe, maybe it was like two and one or something, but like they went, yeah. I mean, they, they just had an abysmal, abysmal end of the uh, yeah. season. And like the, every time they'd be up, it would, they'd be up like 10 points and it would be the fourth quarter and they'd blow it every single time to the point where it wasn't crushing anymore. But I remember right. those early ones where it was just like, oh, no, they couldn't possibly. And <laughs> they just. Yeah. It just falls yep. apart. Yeah. My wife doesn't understand why I like sports at all. Uh, yeah, it only I, I mean, makes I think, you angry. I, I'm like, that's probably true. <laughs> when uh, when Wentz tore his ACL and MCL, uh, Kristen, my wife, was like, um, she was like, I went to bed and she was like, did the Eagles win? And I was like, yeah. But Wentz tore his ACL. It's like just a terrible day. She's like, I don't know, like if it's a ruined your day because of this. And I was like, yeah, it's it's over. My day, my day's completely ruined. Yeah. Oh yeah. No, Carrie has no illusions about that. She's <laughs> like, she she is. She knows like that for at least like a couple of hours. I'm just like a total grumpy asshole. Yeah. Right. And, you know, 
and I, you know, I don't know. There's not a lot I can do about. <laughs> so uh, here's a, here's a way to bring this back to Fortnite. I, yeah. Actually, immediately I thought of does your does your son uh, deal with loss in Fortnite well? Yeah, yeah, yeah. He uh, he deals with loss in Fortnite like surprisingly well. But I think he has he has a good handle on uh, where he ranks. Okay. Like in, you know, like he really is into, and we've, you know, we kind of let him, you know, he spends some time playing and he spends a lot of time watching like Moose Elk and Laser Beam and, you know, some of the YouTube Fortnite stars, sure. you know, and big he Chapo really guy. likes those. Hmm? He's a big Chapo guy. Yeah, I can't, I would never let him watch Chapo because they actually curse a lot. And the, and we are not at the point where we want him hearing cursing from anyone but me when I'm upset. <laughs> and so he, he, um, he, he believes muttering under cur- my breath as I leave the room. That cursing actually you have to you have to take the name of Sid Bream in vain when you curse. Yes. <laughs> right. It's required. No, he's like he he has he has like uh a retriever's ears. Sure. For when I say fuck under my breath two rooms away <laughs> and, and I will just hear like as an echo you said the F word and I go oh, say it again um, but but like the other a lot of the guys you know either bleep it out or like will themselves to curse less than they would naturally. Impressive. Um, and I and like I'm a bit more passive about that. Like I'll just let him get away with watching a gamer who curses once in a while. His mom, not so um, much. I mean, she she is at this point, you know, a little resigned to it too. Hmm. But like our preference was like we liked when he was like nine and he would watch like Dan TDM. Who like would play like Minecraft and you know Slither IO and stuff like that, and he was like very. He's become a, I think, a millionaire by being really attuned yes. to making his videos kid friendly and rated for that. He's and, extremely you know, wealthy, yeah. <laughs> and so, like his videos were just like I. They're not for me. Right. Well, yeah. <laughs> um, but like, I get what Sid found appealing about them. Like, he's funny to like. He got his demographic, and so like that was the introduction. Was watching like those sorts of videos. But I was like really careful. Like, he couldn't watch PewDiePie. Mm-hmm. Right. Even before PewDiePie went with full Nazi, he was. It was pretty clear that he where he was going. With that. Yeah. Well, no, but he like it was all it was like the whole appeal of it was that he was screaming the F word all the time. Yeah. And it's just like, I don't, you know. Don't watch that. Yeah. Eventually, when he's a teenager, we're going to curse with each other like tr- like truckers or whatever. But I don't need to be the dad whose eight year old says fuck at the <laughs> McDonald's. Well, yeah, or at school. Yeah. 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 It's only cute when someone else's kid does it in front of their parents and it embarrasses the parent. It's not cute when it's your kid. (laughs) Then you're the one. This is once again, like, I'm starting to see a pattern with you. You kind of live your life in, like, uh, thinking about what uh, YouTube viral video you will be like if if, if everything goes wrong. (laughs) Exactly. Which I I appreciate. I like that. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, so. 
I mean, one of the things about Khan is a behavioral modification. <laughs> is what is what YouTube viral fame is for me. <laughs> like it's just the Ludovico technique is just like showing you uh, like Danny bit my finger or whatever over and over <laughs> again. Like this could be you. Um, what? So like what? What? Um, I mean, like every loss in Fortnite, if if like if you care, right? Um, is is a crushing loss because you you had the chance to win at that point. Like if you care enough to actually be sad about your loss, um, yeah. Fortunately, he's not. Like he handles it pretty well. Like it's really funny because he's very judgmental of certain things. Like he'll be on a squad and he'll be like, "Okay, what skins do they have? Do we have any default skins?" Like he's ten and he's always like, "Oh, are they default skin? He's a noob." Ugh. And he thinks about it as if he's like some real expert player, right? But, like, he plays, you know, sort of well enough that he can kind of support his teammates. And, like, one of the games, like, they had, um, it was, like, the Getaway or something was, Mm -hmm. like, kind of a side quest kind of game where, you know, you've got to get the Diamond Llama and find the floating van and, you know, get the llama to the van or whatever. It's fun. And, you know, it was just sort of cool. He had this squad and he was like really upset with these, you know, this person who was yelling about as a noob who just is prop like played well enough that is just someone who's not spending money on skins. Which is so funny. Again, that's like, I I guess one of the things I'm realizing from our conversation, which I would have never thought about before, but I'm kind of very grateful for you for for bringing it to my attention is a lot of the behaviors and like, the general like Fortnite um, fandom, like and maybe maybe particularly the stereotypes of the fandom that exist, are like basically just ten year old things. Like where 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 it's just like, ugh, this guy's such a noob because he didn't buy something that I have. Like you know, get right. get, get better, buy the expensive thing that I bought. <laughs> like, right. That's, that's such a that's such a ten year old mindset uh, like yeah. i mean it's so purely that that i but can't even yeah to him though it tracks though like as yeah. you ex- as you get more experience you would obviously buy more and spend more well it's, it's the and... old way of saying like well how are they going to know i'm good at this sport if like i have crummy gear exactly like, well, you don't exactly that's not how you play the sport <laughs> but right yeah right it's the rich kid showing up with like gleaming spikes to the first day of little league <laughs> Um, and so, and so, you know, he, but he did it like, and he gets in the game and he like, he's actually, he knows like he revives his teammates and he, you know, he got one kill and he does the thing. And I was like, all right, this is cool. Like he's actually getting better as he does it. He's playing in team modes. So he's got to actually sort of figure out how to work with someone else. And, you know, you spend a lot of time mentally justifying why it's fine that your kid is totally okay. Like yeah, playing right, sure. video games. But no, I mean, that makes sense. I mean, does he ever play solo? He does, but I mean, not often. And, you know, sometimes he just decides that his teammate is doing something he doesn't want to do and he goes off. And yeah, like, you can, he, of I think, is going to start playing a little more playground mode just to sort of get better at Mm -hmm. certain skills like sniping or whatever you know building quickly or whatever just like playing in a mode where there isn't anyone depending on him and he can just sort of figure out how to do all the mechanics faster is fortnite just like a i'm just realizing this is fortnite just a trick to get like to get our kids to do 
like sort of uh, band practice kind of stuff, but in a way that they'll actually do. Like this is this, this feels so much like oh yeah, like uh, I'm practicing my I'm practicing my scales tonight or whatever on piano. <laughs> but they actually want to do it. They're like I got to put some time in or else I'm never going to be good enough to uh, to effectively build. <laughs> Maybe. Maybe, but I don't I don't know. I can't give it that much credit. I just remember I think it was Stephen Johnson uh, wrote a book called Everything Bad is Good for You. Yes. <clears throat> and every thesis in it I found profoundly stupid. And like I refuse to even engage with the evidence, you know, where they're like actually TV makes you think more than books because it's throwing more information at you. I think that and I mean like, that that's 100% like just justification for sure. Yes. Yes. Absolutely. It's just <laughs> and I'm like I'm like no, it's just what it teaches you to be good at is watching TV. Like it doesn't actually make you process anything better. It's a, it's like a, it's a manipulative and stupid medium that I like, but I don't pretend that it's more than it is. And, you know, he said the same thing about video games, about like rapid processing. And I'm like, it's not a translatable skill except to a different video game. (laughs) So, like, I mean, it only works if, like, maybe, I mean, maybe these Fortnite players will make excellent cannon fodder in the actual military. I bet you're but hoping that, that that doesn't happen for your son. Would be no, I don't want that. That's not my dream. <laughs> your dream isn't for him <clears throat> to become cannon fodder, huh? <laughs> that's, I mean, that's fair. I guess, you know, not everyone can be. Uh, I've seen the bumper right. stickers. Uh, but... <laughs> No, yeah, I guess like so. Let me let me let me um, let me finish off my questions with this. What is because we're at an hour, and I don't I don't like keeping people longer than an hour because I respect people's time. Yeah, I that, appreciate that, that. That's not true. I don't respect people's time. <laughs> I, I respect my listeners' time in that they told me to stop making things an hour uh, more than an hour. Uh-huh. Um, so I listen every so often. But um, let me ask, like, say it is the, yeah, absolutely. So like. Let's let's agree that in fact Fortnite's the Antichrist. Like it's actually really bad. Um, <laughs> what is what is our like? What is the? How would you justify it? Like what's what's the what's the argument there? What's the what is the anti-Fortnite argument? What is the argument for it being bad? Yeah, like what, so we we have the argument for it being ostensibly good. Like it makes your son practice a, like a skill. Like oh, I I don't know that I have an argument for it being bad really, except that it's it's frivolous and addictive, and okay. that like I don't want to like I'm not. It's not like I want to overstate the case or anything. But he he is. My fear is that he'll short shrift a lot of other things that he could do better mm. or more successfully because he just wants to get back to gaming. And, you know, like it, it's, you know, it is not anything. It was a part of my life when I was a kid. I think it's a natural part of being a kid in 2018. But I think it is... Two-dimensional video in more and more hyper-realistic ways triggers, like, the brain's, you know, pleasure centers in ways that I think we're not really fully evolved to deal with Mm. in the same way that, you know, candy and chips and things that are designed just to play on our evolutionary 
seeking of s- salt, fat, and sugar. Like, <laughs> like you know, like we found, like caveman us found these things in nature as a kind of scarce commodity <laughs> that we had to hoard, and now it's available, like, for pennies in bulk yeah so you get more and so of it. now we're it. like and now so we're just sort of obese because it's everywhere and i'm including me like this is not an indictment of like the world around me it's my life and so i think video games and television and all of that are part of the same thing where humans have become smart enough to trick our own brains and i don't know that that's great mm-hmm. that's the mm. that's the that's the anti argument i like that and but but the argument ultimately is <clears throat> that everything in moderation right sure dose makes the poison in everything and so i don't mind him playing fortnite but i would be upset if he were playing 2 hours a day hmm. at 10 years old okay all right well uh, we'll see how much you change your tune when he is a professional Fortnite streamer. I will change my tune entirely <laughs> if he was a professional Fortnite streamer, because then it would, in fact, be it wouldn't be distracting from him achieving something. It would be like the actual goal. Like I'm not actually against that if that's like I it would never happen because I would be too cautious of like him being a failed Fortnite streamer. Well, yeah, it's an enormous And then risk. putting in all the time to like not do it. But like once he's like in but you know you like I play poker and you know you hear about all these kids who like started playing poker a lot in college and then dropped out of college and became poker pros and the ones who succeed is great and the ones who fail not so great sure yeah you know and that's how i you know uh that's how sort of i would be sort of wary of him building a path to being a professional streamer. But if, like, that was the outcome, I'd be okay with that as I, the outcome. You know, there are a lot of high-variance jobs out there. There's uh, there's Bitcoin yeah. miner. Uh, that's You're a right. bad one. Um, <laughs> there's lawyer. I hear that's not a good thing to go into anymore. It is not. Um, so, you know, you don't want your it kid going not. into law. You don't want them becoming a Bitcoin miner. I would so, yeah, absolutely I mean, like, prefer he become a streamer than a lawyer. Well, yeah, I mean, I mean, I, I would say the same thing about <laughs> academia. I hope, you know, if, if Tilly or Ozzy wanted to become... Uh, Academics or uh, try their hand at becoming extremely good uh, Twitch personalities. I would say, like you know, you guys have a lot of personality. I've always, yeah. I've always thought that about you. Why don't you, why don't you uh, head on over to Twitch dot com or Twitch dot TV yeah. and see how it, see how it goes. <laughs> yeah, no, I, I hear you. Um, well, cool. So, like, um, do you think he's going to branch out into anything else? Do you think we're going to be talking next time about like how he likes the new Spider Man game, or is he a is he a one is he a one uh, one game man? Oh, I think he would branch out, but it's not his call. Um, <laughs> I mean, Makes sense. like that's really that's really what it comes down to. I mean, he's he's a one game kid for uh, at least a short time horizon, and hmm. he's okay with that. I mean, okay. if he really wanted to play something else, he could just like plug in the Wii U and play Mario Kart for a bit. And we have a few other games that he like. He played. He liked Skylanders, and then Skylanders fucked up a save on a really hard level. Like, oh. he finally beat some level that he'd been working Brutal. at, and then the save didn't work. And so he was like, bah! Well, I he mean, that's... done with Skylanders. Yeah, I mean, 
I, I can understand that. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I like I was like, that is a very justifiable frustration. And so, like, he has that. And then there were other things he didn't like. Like, one of the games that people kept telling us on the Switch was Rayman or Rayman Legends or uh-huh, sure. something. And he had played it on the Wii and he just wasn't into it. So I was like, well, if that's what the Switch games are like. It's kind of a then... weird... It's I mean, that's like... I guess that comes down to another thing with kids where, like, people recommend games that they like... Um, to kids, and I think like Rayman Legends is a game that people who grew up in any era that we did would like because it, it harkens back to like an older era of gaming in a way. Um, I'm not so sure that I would recommend it for a kid. <laughs> like I don't think unless you have like good memories of of those like maybe like maybe like PlayStation One era platformers. Like unless people unless someone has a good memory of that, I don't think they're really gonna like Rayman Legends. Like it's charming, uh-huh. but. Probably not charming to a ten-year-old, right? Which yeah, maybe is just wasn't into it. Yeah, maybe that's the genius of Fortnite that it kind of understands what's charming to a ten-year-old, right? That's that's my conclusion. Um, yeah. Well, Charles, thanks for coming on. Thanks for thanks for uh, taking time out of your schedule to talk to us. Uh, yeah. What are all the other platitudes? Um, uh, <laughs> been been wanting you on for a long time. So I know. No, seriously though, thank you for coming on. It's been it's been fun. Come on again. Uh, next time your son plays something new, or next time you uh, sneak a, a a free game out of uh, out of the PlayStation uh, Plus uh, subscription that you have to have to play Fortnite online, and uh, and you waste a bunch of time playing, and your wife gets mad at you. Um, I would love to have you on then as well. Uh, All right, thank you. And uh, yeah, talk to you soon.